This is an informal conversation between three girls trying to navigate the millennial world. My name is Shannon. Karen. And I'm Cece. And welcome to our podcast. Hey, pseudo listeners, it's Shannon. And as a part of our self-starter series, we're interviewing self-starting millennials. And today we have Rebecca Estrella with us, who is creator of Curious Magazine, which is under Curious Publishing Company, which was also created by Rebecca. Um, Curious Magazine just had the millennial convention um, to number one um, that celebrates one year of Curious. So congrats, Rebecca. And this issue, there covers interviews with feminine artists and different type of collage work designers, um, just a plethora of millennial artists that showcase a lot of today's cultural changing attitudes. And Rebecca is honestly inventive enough to gather them all in one place and showcase their beautiful artistry. So if Rebecca could just, you know, go on and explain how it all started, um, keep listening. I'll give a little background. Yeah. So uh, I started in the art scene maybe like 2012. I started okay. illustrating and being like a, a fine artist or what I consider a fine artist, artist myself. And I love it. Dabbling in what my style would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started kind of developing a style and eventually did erotic illustrations. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. So that... Um, just kind of like building what what like what erotic <laughs> illustrations yeah well okay so a lot of the themed work is just like nude women in, okay. in nature but some of it oh, would be like beautiful. actual like intercourse once in a while I love that I'm really uh, <laughs> no I, I follow guess, a lot of yeah. erotic artists on Instagram okay. yeah like alpha channel yeah that's my favorite one of my oh, that's oh wow I'm it's not aware very botanical even though there's like you know penises and stuff it's not really like yeah. It's not graphic. porn. It's art. It's art. Yeah. Right. It's so. a human body. <laughs> so I had a couple of solo shows. Cool. Is porn art? It can be. Yeah, I'm like porn can be art, right? It can be, but yeah. then it, and then on the other hand, it can just be what it's like meant for. Like, it's just distasteful, like, I think. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> they enjoy themselves. Right. But uh, so I started doing these um, independent like just art shows in my friend's businesses in downtown Claremont because I have a job down there where I work at Palm Cloth, basically. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's like a... In the village. Yeah, it's an okay. independent, like... What's Von Foss? It's uh, a German franchise originally, but... It's like but oil, right? Oil, vinegar, and alcohol. So okay. I'm kind of an expert at their products, but anyways, there's these businesses around Interesting. it, and I, I found a couple of spaces to put my art up. Okay, and that kind of the businesses, yeah, and the businesses. So that kind of got me started in the art curation. Okay, so hanging art, meeting other artists that hang their art in the Parma Village. Did you um, do it in Augie's by any chance? Uh, I haven't put my art in Augie's yet. Okay, Uh, I have a lot, but. But I have been in the Redlands Augies, so not the Claremont Oh, okay, Augies, cool. The Augies, so. I like that Augies. Yeah. Sick. It's yeah. actually where I just came from from my last meeting. Oh, oh really? Shut up. Yeah. That's sick. Like, well, we were well, there all the time. It's actually. the old one, or it's a new one, it's right? A, it's the new one because uh-huh. the old one, there's a new coffee shop in it. Ugh, that's so bad. I know. I don't like that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's called Back Alley Coffee. Oh, okay. Uh, and, no, you know, no I hate. They're nice people. <laughs> I know, I'm like, no hate, Back Alley. We love coffee. You know. we, we support local coffee shops. Yeah. Yes, yes. So after I had a couple of art shows, I met a few artists mm-hmm. and then started organizing little pop-up shows where it was like many artists during the Claremont Art Walk. 
and that was like a voluntary thing where I would. So how do, yeah, how do you um, how do you go about that? And also, I hear a lot of people that end up starting their own businesses. It's out of passion, and then they do the first few things like out of volunteering. They oh, just yeah. donate their time, and then they learn the ropes kind of through that. Yeah, and that's just kind of like our struggle, right? It's like we we want to learn how to do something, and people's main like pay is like, oh, it's great exposure. And, like you're like a big yeah but you're kind of like okay i get it there's no money being poured into this industry Mm -hmm. in this area near the ie yeah i gotta just kind of go with it and find Mm -hmm. my own path and figure out a way how to you know make Make it work so i would sell my own art at these pop-up shows and i would see my my friends sell their art and i kind of just wanted a way to archive it um historically just Mm -hmm. i collect magazines Mm -hmm. and periodicals and was like i should make like a little zine for this art space so i started making these little zines for the little pop-up shows i was doing and once i stopped volunteering for claremont i wanted to keep doing it Mm -hmm. so i put together my first magazine in september last year to 2018 oh. and that i just call it curious because i was like you know i'm curious you like are you curious i'm curious no i think that's yeah. brilliant honestly so that was like a kind of diy style i have a little bit of graphic design background just uh-huh. in like dabbling by myself and okay. like the adobe suite so okay. now did like, you print this scene yourself like what I, did you do i went to that? a local print shop that usually just does like you know realty flyers or sure, like that sure. and I was like can you print these pages flat and then I fold them and staple them and staple them, them yourself I bought Jeez. a long reach stapler uh-huh. and I made like how many <laughs> 30 copies okay nice. so it wasn't yeah. it, it started one. small but now it's grown pretty like pretty large in the past yeah. year if you just did your first one last year yeah mm-hmm. so now we're on we just did issue five which uh-huh. is the first um, millennial pink. Yeah, the millennial That's pink That's the theme issue. of this year, right? Yeah. Millennial. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was the fifth issue, which is the first of volume two. So it was like volume okay. one, four issues. And then I did the anniversary issue of Millennial Pink. And now I'm in six different galleries mm-hmm. slash coffee shops, just different art spaces mm-hmm. throughout LA and the IE. So nice. it's growing. So in what... Um, so when you say volumes, how mm-hmm. many do you do you stick to like a certain number in each volume or do you have a plan for that or is yeah. it just really organic and so how you feel? basically I do one every quarter and that becomes one of the issues so it's like okay. uh, volume one is the first year and there's four issues in it right okay. so each each volume has four issues okay okay yeah. okay wait so I'm trying to think of the timeline so you were curating art for about like five or six years before you started to document it with yes. designs. Yeah, yeah. Or zines. Short, zines. short for magazine. magazine. It's easier to uh-huh. remember that way. Zines. zines. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So, well, I was actually just uh, independently like, doing my own art for about five or six years, but I only was curating the pop-up shows for maybe three or four years. I see. Okay, cool. And then um, in the last two years, I been doing the magazine actively okay and now the magazine it's a it's its own project within curious publishing is that correct yes exactly so Mm. curious magazine was the first project under curious publishing and from the beginning i didn't want people to think it was just one magazine Uh uh-huh because what i really ultimately want to do or wanted to do at the time was produce many art books professionally laid out and printed and available in stores or my online store interesting Mm -hmm. so curious was the first publication under it but now i've had uh three art books published under it oh wow and i'm Mm -hmm. working on three projects right now nice so and what are these what were these three projects because i don't think 
I'm not sure if our listeners know. We just we yeah. knew of the Curious Magazine because we went to your event, sure. the yeah. anniversary, oh, and it was yeah. beautiful. It was honestly, great. Yeah. that like that that zine gave me so much inspiration. Like yeah. when yeah. I looked at it, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Well, the whole idea behind the magazine itself was to bring my friend's artwork and my work, which I thought deserve something really professional yes. looking yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. and not just like an Instagram post you or pour your life into that or, you, know? you know what I mean mm-hmm. but the other publications uh, the first one that I did was kind of experimental it was my own and it was uh, a book of like word art uh, basically like from MS like my old Microsoft word art and it would be these <laughs> phrases <laughs> I love that. it's like yellow and orange yeah I know exactly what you're yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. and it's called, no. it's called eyesore and it was oh I think I've heard of yeah, that so it was hmm. me trying to kind of uh, deal with a lot of shitty comments guys have told me that I've dated mm. oh so God. like for instance it would say <laughs> like, like we write a material but it would be like wavy and like this pop I started curious after a really big breakup oh, because I kind of needed to very interesting. pour my energy into something and not totally like go know, out of track. That's such a like common that. story from oh. people. It's like, it was the breakup, and then I birthed a new like company or a baby right. or an idea. It's interesting how that happens. right? The genesis is a is you like ending. Pur- it's kind of like trying to purge. Yeah, purge it's like that you show. projected your ego on, a, yeah. on another person, and then now you do it with like an actual business and a creation, but in a healthy way, right? Because it's kind of totally. like totally. Well, when I was in the relationship, I was being pretty like traditional. I was in love with him. I wanted to have a family mm. with him. And it just Cute. didn't work out, and like we kind of went our separate ways and. It may, I was kind of forced to rediscover what I wanted now that it didn't mm. go the way I wanted it to. You know what I mean? So mm. it was kind of like, well, what do I do kind now? Kind of a blessing <laughs> in so disguise. So really sad for a while, but the only thing that was keeping me going was that I had scheduled all these art shows, and I didn't want to let my friends down. Like, okay, yeah. I'm supposed to have a show in two months. I need to draw these things. I would just force myself to do it. You're like, I got to do this <laughs> so that I can, you know, keep myself on track. Fuck you. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Obviously, there's like those yeah. really dark moments. But mm-hmm. then I just kept like, I didn't want to disappear. And I didn't want to be known as that girl that got dumped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not. Like, wow. She's like. Oh. So sad now because did you hear what happened? Oh. Like all that bullshit, you know what I mean? So yeah, no, I, I wanted to be my own person and not have to be attached to this That's relationship. So funny. Which I would, or have that be the end of you because yeah. like you're a female, right. you, know, you know? I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm only like 27. Like this, yeah, is, it was like a couple of years ago. That we, okay, like, I think the magazine started right after we broke up. Wow, <laughs> That's so funny because we. I mean, I I'll put this out there, but. Before we started this podcast, I went through a breakup, and it was kind of intense for me because I was like, you know, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm in love and whatever, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, and then I was like, oh, shit, okay, I need to reevaluate, like, what's Mm -hmm. going on, Um, and then for me, I've always been, you know, artistically inclined as well, so then I think it's interesting to hear other artists be like, yeah, it was I started this project because of a breakup. Not because of it, but it was right. kind of like a catalyst for it. It was kind of a natural flow into, uh-huh. like, you kind of just have, get, have to make a decision, you know, like, do I want to mm. wallow in my sorrow forever, mm. indefinitely? <laughs> oh. Or do I, I kind of um, force myself to just have something that other people were depending on that were oh. neutral and, like, not a relationship, like, all my friends, mm-hmm. my peers, my art 
colleagues, like what, whatever. Projects and, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, that's the little, the short, like the short history. Curious, <laughs> but I never like focused the actual work on that. I I tried to make it a point to not really feature my own work in the magazine. Oh, okay. Uh, because I figure that's what the art books are for, the uh-huh. art book publishing. Uh, to kind of highlight those individual artists and then have the compilation of artists throughout the IE and LA in, in the magazine. Yeah. To mm. kind of keep the network going, keep people informed, but then also have these really special little book releases that really do focus on like individuals as an artist. I really like that actually. Yeah. Cause you know, then they can have their own spotlight and have their own work and, mm-hmm. And I was wondering, how do you, like, get in touch with these different artists? Or who do you find? Who decide, Or how do you decide who goes into the magazine specifically? Sure. So it's been really – I've been really lucky in that I've put it out there and just open it to submissions through Instagram and my website. Okay. And so artists contact me. Okay. Um, ah, okay. But I also, like – I mean, I, it's funny. I was just, when I was at this meeting, it was like a collaborative art meeting That's for sick. my friend's project, The Art Lands in Redlands. And shut out. <laughs> shut out. Um, and I was just kind of like, you know what? I run like 90% of my business on Instagram. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's crazy how that happens. Like you're liking posts, you're, follow, you're clicking through the tagged people. If you like their brand and their aesthetic, you'll find that person's personal page. And then like, I literally just DM them. And then you message like them. Mm-hmm. We're like in bed, like, oh, oh wow. That, that would go really well. <laughs> millennial pink. It's pink and they're a millennial. Okay. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like in between my job, in between my daily life, I'll just come upon people uh-huh. uh, and then they'll tell me about their friends. And then I'll host these vendor events like the ones you guys went to. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, I get a lot of the people from the vendors. From the vendor? Because the vendor oh, yeah. people kind of just find it through ads like on Facebook and Instagram or through their friends. Like, oh, yeah, I want to sell my art. But then yeah. I'll take time, go to their table, talk to what them. they're doing. And then it turns out to be a really good feature for uh, a future editions. So. so how many of these vendor events have you done then? One for each launch, so five so far. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And have they, like, progressively just gotten bigger? Yeah. Um, uh. So they started out probably, like, ten vendors, and now okay. this last one was 30. Yeah, this last one yeah. was huge. And it was you like had, like, stories. <laughs> a yeah. music, a whole music. Yes. So I actually on. got really lucky. Um, the last issue, be- before the Millennial Pink issue, so mm-hmm. it was issue number four, mm-hmm. I got a collaborator um, Amanda who has her own kind of independent thing called consumption collab I see okay and they are all about um, recycling clothing and not buying so much new stuff and Mm. conservation that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but all of their events are super cute and they'll like do an art installation selfie booth and sometimes they'll have bands Mm. and she kind of just was in my friend circle and networked with me a couple times at art shows and said that she wanted to be involved so, so I like made an internship oh <laughs> basically I was like okay. would you like to be my event coordinating oh, intern awesome. and oh. now she's actually been the one pretty much responsible for getting music at my events and okay kind of taking it to the next level and that's okay. so drawing cool. a bigger crowd because that's- she is really big in the backyard scene which I had never heard like that phrase until uh-huh. recently I, we know yeah. what that is I think I'm on the <laughs> older end of like the people that I um 
millennials. Like, like the, the like, millennials. I'm a millennial, <laughs> but I attract her like between 18 and like 25. And oh, I'm 29. Okay, okay. And so millennials like, like 1984 then, to 2004. Right. Just look that up. But like in the Pomona area, mm-hmm. all the millennials are like, right now they're like 20 years old. They're like, oh, they're, they're younger. They're fresh. Right. Yeah. You know? So I'm like backyard scene. She's like, yeah. There's like all these really good. Basically, they'll just throw concerts in people's backyards. Right. That's yeah. Backyard. I've I'm been like, to a couple. <laughs> I know. So I'm making myself sound older than I am. No, no, no. <laughs> this is what happens when you're in a relationship. Hey, I had a flip phone. <laughs> you don't like, outside. Sheltered. And you're just like, this I is know like, that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. Anyway. So she's like, yeah, I know all these people, and she got me in touch with a lot of the really cool bands that I know about. Nice. I did meet the one performer from my last show, um, Plasmic. Yeah, yeah. we watched uh, her set. Yeah. <laughs> I met her when I was volunteering. I volunteered for another magazine for like a few months. It was called, it's called Cali Focus. Okay. It's based out of Upland as well, and they're really big on covering music. Mm-hmm. And uh, they took me, well, they gave me free tickets to this event to interview a band and Plasmic was the opener for that band. Oh, uh, say. And she just happened to be, like, kind of hanging out afterwards. So I was like, you're cool. And we kept in touch. Mm-hmm. And she noticed my magazine. Mm-hmm. She actually contributed to the third issue. She contributed a poem. Oh, nice. I interviewed awesome. her for the second issue, which was before that. And then I just kind of thought it would be, like, it would make sense to have her. To have her in all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the one that's music. Cool. Yeah, I loved her mind. energy. I was like, yes, yes mama, <laughs> do it. Rad. Yeah, she really is. Her persona is amazing. I, I like no, it. Yeah. <laughs> And she sure. just, like, will go all out. And I'm like, fuck, I, I wish know, I had your right? fucking energy right now. And I forgot what she wrote. Or she wrote in the Millennial Pink issue as well. Or was there was, like, a oh, bio she, on yeah, her. Yeah, so there's mm-hmm. the ad in there, Plasmic, and she, it's actually about... <laughs> like feminism this yeah whole, like, so her whole thing, thing is like hexapatriarchy <laughs> feminism being a strong woman and just Fuck like yeah. being your own it's fucking so person funny. i'm from and, berkeley so i feel like that's such my vibe and i'm oh, like totally. it's cool to see that down yeah. here a little i have a bit. friend that uh, graduated from berkeley okay. i have a friend at stanford right now nice. go bears <laughs> right um but <laughs> that ad in the magazine is actually a short description for a video game that her brother made of, right oh we met him we saw, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so i mean that's I was playing really, that for literally, literally 10 minutes. Cool. Yeah, I tried it a few so times. Sick. It was really hard. <laughs> I was just like, you made this? He's just like, yeah. I was like, sick. And I was just playing it for like 10 minutes. So, sweet. so anytime that I can highlight her, because she donates her time. Like, I don't have the funds right now to pay fans. And she's someone with a record yeah. deal. Oh, wow. I see. So okay, it's, okay. so it's kind of like, I always find a way to kind of like give back power. Again. I'm like, okay. I can't pay you, but I can put you in the magazine. The magazine is at this many locations. We're going to distribute 100, and uh, there's your exposure. And, mm-hmm. But eventually the goal is to have the money to pay everyone in the magazine. That would be nice. Right. <laughs> now it's just exposure, right? That's what, it's, uh, how we well, pay Well, I'm people. a nonprofit, so mm-hmm. I'm established as a nonprofit under a fiscal sponsor. Okay. So that's the structure. There's, uh, there's what does a, that mean? Uh, so there's this uh, nonprofit called the Arts Area, and they offer fiscal sponsorship, oh, see. which mm-hmm. means that they legitimize your startup. Yeah, okay. that, and that's in your magazine, right? So, okay. yeah, there's a little description yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So they, their whole idea is... The more projects they can get under their umbrella, the bigger grants they can apply for to right. fund money into our projects. Oh, okay, so that's kind of how. Yes, yeah, so we're the first three. project. Oh. And the Artlands, the meeting I just came from, is our other project. Mm. And now that we've been like producing stuff for about a year, it'll make us look more legit to the 
ranchers. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is potentially money that we can pay the artists yeah. with. So. They see that you're responsible and that you're producing and publishing and there's like yes. like <laughs> there's an audience for that too, you know? Right. There's definitely the mm-hmm. the want. Mm-hmm. So now the the grantors are these people that are part of this the the arts I'm sorry, you said the arts. Yeah, is it like their own people or do they find grantors or uh, how does that work? So the way that public arts is funded is Uh through private foundations or government money. Yes. Mm -hmm. Private foundations meaning like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, for instance. Mm -hmm. Uh They're a family that has this money and then they sponsor projects. Mm -hmm. Like they're working on like a sanitation fund for like third world countries. Yeah, malaria. So ours is like the microscopic but arts version of that. I see. Um, but yours is um, not funded by a private company, you said, not right? Not yet. Okay. So and that's the goal eventually. The, well, the goal is to get people to fund our projects in okay. general. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily just from a private person, but any foundation, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, just our merchandise sales fuel what we do. Like, right. I, I was able to mm-hmm. throw all these so far by having a vendor fee, yes. and then the vendor fees go into the printing costs so right right now i'm pretty much like breaking even Mm -hmm. uh, making a little more than that but that's what funds the printing and that's why the printing has been upgraded Mm -hmm. it started off as like a a hey you gotta start somewhere what about the like event space (laughs) and stuff like that the event spaces so far have been donated Oh, wow. Very cool. So the Daw Center for the Arts has donated twice. Yeah. I like that space. It's so cool. I know. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the spaces, the space right before that, uh, that some places will give us like half off. Okay. And every single time we've been able to pay for it through vendors or just people donating to different parts. Like Mm -hmm. I personally donated my own money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have friends that'll be like, yeah, I can get the beer for this event. And it's like $200 of the beer. You're like, this is like startup. It's just makeshift, right? It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, you, you guys want to have a big art party? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And then I'll be like, what can you contribute? They're like, I'll bring cupcakes. Yeah. I'll bring, I'll bartend for free. Right. Okay. Let's bring your own that's shit. Awesome. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So that's kind of how they, they are right now. I like that though. And I like that people, you know, because it just shows that people are passionate about art and they want to get it out there and they want to have fun. They want people to be exposed to it, I think. Yeah. Especially in communities like in the IE where, it, I don't know, like it's, I f- I've seen the growth in the past couple of years myself yeah, with the it's art gone from zero to, to like something sick yeah, something yeah. cool and that i think that kind of started with like the zine fest culture yes because yes. it's bringing a lot of the la and bay, the like, bay area artists down here mm-hmm. to bring like their legitimate design eye mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. a message like right. social justice message right and just so important there's people in the ie too that have been doing it but maybe silently because they think that there's not really anywhere to they they don't feel no the community exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. They, don't, they don't know that there's a community but i think mm-hmm. a lot of little projects like mine are kind of like hyping it up yeah. to what it really is building the you're platform. kind of bringing the community yeah. and you're like hey i know you're out there so like Let's do That's it. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. I put out, like, the call for artists. and like, hey, everyone. <laughs> like, hey, we know you're there. And there's so many of, like, us, you know, just, like, I know. painting really silently surprising. in our rooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I'm> crying. <laughs> Seriously. Psychotically. We both paint. And so, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're both artists ourselves. So, it's, yeah. it's just funny because before I was like, I don't know how to get my art there. Yeah. I don't know how to get my art mm-hmm. out there. And then 
now coming there's to this. it's amazing to see platforms especially in the ie because i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people think they have to go to the like la or sf or whatever right, these like right. really big cities that it's it's hard to make it work especially as an artist with mm-hmm. no name you have to work mm-hmm. like so many hours a week to make rent and then like work on your art after and even right. then it's really really competitive mm-hmm. so it's like great to have a space out here where we can still have like a, a balanced life while making art right. and still have that exposition mm-hmm. and like create community exactly yeah I totally agree which is great yeah <laughs> I, know. I think like especially I think we have kind of like at a special time in this area where it's not oversaturated yes yet mm-hmm. and we're all thank god we, we're all one day it will be though yeah, I'm sure making that effort to actually take the time to like be on your friend's podcast or yes. be in someone's magazine it, yeah. it's, it's, it's like pretty small and but I everyone, mean, now, everyone realizes that <laughs> It's we're like working somewhere. together, you know. Yeah, it's gotta start somewhere. You gotta build up. Yeah. Your resume of like, okay, how many episodes have I had? How many issues have I had? And that's how you can really get people's attention. You, that you maybe do your have accountability. The reach that you don't have yet. You know what I mean? So, mm. it's, I mean, I like hate the word networking because I used to like host networking events for a chamber of commerce and it's just like you're like oh, cringy God. to me because i'm just like oh i gotta I feel get like those people together and like building relationships <laughs> but now i'm like okay i get it it's actually really important if you're in the field you want to be in correct right yeah like, so it's important to like take the time to get to know people foster <laughs> well, I feel like it's just like collecting people who have the same idea and like vision as you and like if you could sure. make that vision bigger like why wouldn't you make that vision bigger I feel like yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good idea yeah <laughs> speaking of visions um when I was reading through Curious that the Millennial Pink I noticed there's a lot of people that you know they make art for different things like feminism you know or like right I think um, yeah, do you have a copy? Oh, yeah. perfect. Actually, yeah. Also, everyone listening to this, you should check out Curious Publishing Magazine, Millennial yes. Pink. So Beautiful. We'll inspire you. Absolutely. So a lot of the artists in here, mm-hmm. um, like you said, yeah. they have, like, Jezreel, for instance. Right. She's Guignol. I love her shit. She's all about oh, feminist art and yes. destigmatizing right. what a normal mm-hmm. body is supposed to be and yeah that's something that's really resonating right now I love this. throughout art yeah. uh, there's <laughs> the designer richie dan dan who mm-hmm. wants to destigmatize uh arabic yeah yeah, and fashion. yeah so there's always like really specific but also broader um meaning in people's art and it's funny because like whenever i put the call for art out there it never says anything that's, like that but yeah that's like the revolving inspiration right now for our millennial artists right I think. Yeah. and i think especially for millennials it's like we have something to say about the world you know yeah we've sat here and watched a lot of shit go down that we have no control over fuck yeah <laughs> that we thought we didn't have any control over until like aoc came in and we're like oh shit i guess i can do something right. and yeah. people want to like blame us and shit and be like millennials they don't do shit yeah like, really boomer <laughs> Look at what we're doing. <laughs> Sorry, boomers, but, if you're listening. Also, I think we, we this love is you good. For your house and your your car that you gave me. <laughs> I don't have any of that. But Retweet. Like, I don't have people that have that. <laughs> and the environment that you destroyed and all the jobs that you took. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I realized. Yeah, you the realist. 
thank you. But I feel like this is like uh, like culture and stuff. That's where change happens in the beginnings. And I feel like through art, that's where you see that expression. So it's like you see that like, hey, we're pissed or like, hey, like this affected us a lot growing up. And like we're old enough now to like express in what ways and like what ways that we've had to deal with it. So I feel like that change is coming like with the next generations and like I think everyone's I mean I don't want to get political you know but like yeah everyone's I, fed I up with mean. shit going on that's one of my things too is I never be political about that's things good. that's like, good I think if you once you bring politics into it it gets too heated and it gets a little there's weird like bias that people have in them from their families or whatever groups they're part of that they just can't yeah you know you can't well you can't me. shake it I think it takes away from the art <laughs> well, it takes away from the purpose of it, I think. True. You know? It just puts too much, like, I don't know. Of an expectation or yeah. a tone. Exactly, yeah. a tone. A pre-established Especially tone. right now. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. like, for example, I know of a specific place, and they held, I'm not going to name names okay, or anything, yeah. but they, they held an event mm. that actually was supposed to be a small event, apparently. But it was supposed to be the showing of, like, Trump's, like, like speech or something mm. um and this is just an example mm. I don't, i'm not going to put any yeah. you know whatever to it but basically what happened is that it ended up spill being the a lot bigger <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling it but like, i'm not gonna spill it too oh, it's like hot tea it's, it's mild warm tea okay <laughs> but the event ended up being a lot bigger than it was there's was like 50 people people brought like balloons trump hats and all this oh. bullshit I would be and People like walked out of this business and they're like, I'm never giving my business to this company ever again. And I was like, damn. And this is a local family owned business. And I'm like, you just lost a lot of people, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And it makes people feel weird. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) So how do you stay away from that with like curious and all your magazines? Because it has such a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's liberal, but like a lot of the ideas would be labeled as liberal. Does that make sense? Sure. I, I consider the magazine pretty much like a mirror. Like, if you're a millennial, you're looking into a millennial's what your eyes. peers mm. are looking at. You know, that, that specifically Curious Magazine mm. happens to be really geared towards that. And I didn't go in with that intention. Mm-hmm. But uh, I stay away from it by just never talking never about that. Never mentioning it. You know, yeah, I, okay. I, I keep my forward, like, the first page really vague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's purposeful because I don't want it, people to go into it with an expectation or a connotation that okay, this is like the liberal zine. There's yeah. like an agenda you know? for and, it, and there's there's people that do that really well, and I don't think that I need to go in and do that for yeah. them. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's plenty of independent publications that focus on the topic and they have good background, maybe education and experience in it. And mm-hmm. I'm not that person. You know, I'm an artist from the IE, and yeah. that's what I'm interested in. Is other artists from the IE. Um, and what That's they good. have to say. Yeah. No, I like that realness, though. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a start. It's like a jumping off point into maybe something more serious. And that could be like an art book if someone wants to get more serious on the topic. Right. Know. They can have their, yeah. you know, their expression, their expression there. Sure. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, you know, I also keep myself like pretty like straight by having collaborators and making sure that I'm never just like in my own head about it. Like I'll ask my friends That's good. who have their own galleries <laughs> or, or artists like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like I think that this, if I personally am like, I don't know. I don't know. I hate it. Artists, I hate <laughs> it. What do you think? Like, do you think that I'm being too biased by not putting them in the back? Yeah. You know, and then we talk about it. You need it. that honesty. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, I really love this artist. Maybe they think that I've already represented people like that too much. It's right. just, it's mm. important to collaborate to keep me kind of like 
honestly. Like <laughs> teamwork and getting exactly. those extra opinions. And because I know I'm always like, what do you think of this? Or like, should we do this? Or I don't know. I think right. I think having that feedback from people around you, especially your peers and people who do art, for it's sure. so important for creating something. And because yeah. without it, like what? That's the main reason, right? The community, you make it for the people. Um, um, I had another question. Well, this is kind of different, but we wanted to ask you about this because yeah. we've been trying to incorporate um, like issues of mental wellness in all our podcasts mm-hmm. and how really like powerful people or mm-hmm. people who are striving for a lot. I mean, sure. it's really taxing on your mental health and like mental wellness. And I feel like in society, at least until now, until millennials have come into the picture, we don't really talk about how to take care of yourself mentally, like what you do every day, you know, like do you have a spiritual practice? Do you write every day in a journal? Do you meditate? Do you create art? You know, what do you do to like stay balanced when you have so much on your plate? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty guilty of overworking myself. I'm going to be honest. You know, I have two part-time jobs. Wow. I have Curious Publishing, which is many publications now. I sit on a board. I'm a volunteer event coordinator for Ontario Art Walk. Okay. Um, and <laughs> it's been really stressful lately, I'm not going to lie. And part of that is good. It's like because Curious is growing at a rate that I didn't expect. Um, yeah. But I always make sure that whenever I am collaborating in the magazine world with different artists, that it's people that actually bring some kind of light or positivity or something mm. creative into my life and I try not to collaborate with people that maybe have like really negative views in the world like artists that are all about you know hateful things or really dark things and that's because just I'm you know predisposed to being depressed already I think we all are you know what I mean like (laughs) yeah I haven't come across someone that hasn't been diagnosed like bipolar or depression or something something yeah or I've been diagnosed from different people so Mm. uh to kind of keep me like level I just like make sure that whoever I'm collaborating with uh, is someone that is healthy (laughs) a healthy personality to me and that's it's not easy to do but I'll do that but like that's hard to find with mm -hmm. artists too because a lot of artists I mean a lot of I mean, my art, personally, it doesn't come from positivity always. It can, but sometimes it's, like, (laughs) my anxious scribblings in the middle of the night, right? Or I try to think of um, my work as not the word work. (laughs) Like, if I'm out in the field doing something for Curious, I mean, it's honestly my passion, and I freaking love it. So it doesn't feel like work, because it comes out of love, and that's, like, what sustains you. Like, but physically, you get exhausted, right? So, like, I binge watch... Just yeah. like, what, what do you what binge, binge watch? watch? We're like, whole like, <laughs> case file stuff. Like, Ooh, I'm just like oh, oh my god, god. I'm not like, about that. <laughs> how did she die? Are you supposed <laughs> to listen to murder podcasts oh, and yeah. stuff? Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I have anxiety, girl. Right. Like, I guess, okay, it seems really bad because I try not to be part of that culture where you're indulging in someone else's like madness, madness, uh, and pain, pain, and hurt. But, but I, I like to think of it as, like, a time where I get to, like, sit there and critically think about something that isn't connected to my own life. Right. I'll be like, okay, yeah, this is mysterious. Like, uh, what happened? I, think I hope that, they're okay. Yeah. Wow, it ended up good. Justice, you know what I mean? Justice yeah. served. Things like that. So those are, like, the things that bring me personal joy. <laughs> I love watching that. court cases okay. and binge-watching <laughs> court case files. 
Um, but also my artwork, too, whenever I do have time to draw, I try to draw at least a couple times a week. Nice. A lot of the imagery, and I'm not sure if this is connected, it was, like, really light and fluffy and, like, Aww. playful, like, bunnies, flowers, Cute. sensual bodies, good. and just, like, having all this color and lightness is really soothing. Mm. So do you think art is reflective of people's, like, own mental state at the moment, or do you think it's just maybe what they see in the world. Well, I like that. You know. it can, well, it's art is Interesting un, question. Un, undefinable, right? It's right. so upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's the nature no of art. what happens whenever an artist, like, puts pen to paper or whatever subject they're doing, it, it's, it's coming from where they're coming from right then and there. Uh, I don't think artists right now really exist that are fine artists, like, trained to do a certain skill. There may be, but that's not really what I'm interested in. I think right now the pop artists of our time or contemporary artists are reflecting what they're going through and what's going on in the world. Mm. So, yeah, yes. I, I reflect kind of like my vision of like a utopia. <laughs> like, you know, just playful, soft things, flowers, animals, people enjoying themselves, mm. food sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say food, <laughs> you know, Live lightly. That's nice. I yeah. like that. And that's kind of how I try to Art- live. But whenever I do have off days, I definitely self-care and indulge. Like, I go to mm. We Spa in LA all the time. That? It's like a six sauna room. Oh, room spa, and nice. It's like only $30 oh, shit. to Bougie. What? Wait, we gotta go there. I know, like, where is it? What it's is this? In, like, the middle of company it's called We Spa, like W-I Spa, and it's only $30, and you get to stay there pretty much until 4 a.m., and they'll just charge you, like, an extra $10, uh, and you get to use all the sauna rooms all day, the jacuzzis, the, like, plunge what? shower, the steam room, they have Yo. a hot and a cold sauna. Yo. When you wake <laughs> up, though, like, 4 a.m., you're going to stay in a sauna Well, I've like never been there more than... <laughs> She, I don't hours. think she was there the whole day. Yeah, I was there like three hours once. <laughs> I'm like gonna camp out there. I know. We like, it is so worth it. Damn. Or just like you know, finding those like cool places to eat on Instagram. I'm like, ooh, look at this burger. I'm gonna find where that burger. So self care. Yeah, no, that's cool. Self care, and that's funny, is because I always think about that stupid like article about avocado toast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's yeah. like wow, millennials aren't buying houses because they're spending twelve dollars on avocado toast. I'm like, I that's the that. only money I have. Like. <laughs> Can You're you like, let me buy, let me buy something I know, that I can afford. Right? So, like, that's what I do. I'm like, I have an extra $20 or $30. I think I'm going to go to a wee spa or I think I'm going to go buy that crazy cocktail. Or right. I think that, too. And I hate that we're condemned for that because it's like yeah. I spend money on lattes, like, to work and have a space where, like, like a coffee shop where I feel motivated to work. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, what makes me produce more, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, fuck you, baby. I know. I'm going to have my latte. In peace. Well, and like it just other things bring us joy. We don't find joy in the possibility of a husband and a child anymore. That just doesn't make sense to us. Yeah, that's like, gone. Bring a child into this world. <laughs> that guy. I mean, yeah. that woman. Also, that, like, yeah, exactly. Like, whatever, whatever orientation you are, like I just it just doesn't make practical sense right now. Mm. Or it's just like I'm like that, and then like more. Like I feel like women can just have such a bigger role. Like yeah, you can have a baby and a husband. Sure. But like also, totally I can have a business. That. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of. I think that we're just like before we were like you know the whole Plato's cave thing. Like you're just seeing that thing, <laughs> uh-huh. but like there's all this stuff going around on around you. And even if you want to get really philosophical in the dimensions you can't see. Oh, well, hell yeah. Emotions. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> more things going on. So I just much. told Shannon we're in yeah. 5D right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm in it. Yeah, you're <laughs> in it. You're in our office. It's 5D. This is office 5D right now. Right. I love that. Wow. Mm. No, and I, I, I like that you mentioned, you know, specific things because to your own self-care because mm-hmm. self-care is very personal it's your own it self is. you everyone know? has their own version of what right decompression is right you know I mean? like but it's some people important like to have that practice or, yeah exactly yeah it's i think it's really important to take time and be like what would make me happy mm-hmm. and just do it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um if something's keeping you from doing that maybe reassess that thing what it is and mm-hmm. just be honest with yourself mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta be a little uncomfortable and be like, okay, maybe I don't need to be in this relationship or live with this person, even though like I love them or care about them. You kind of have to figure out what works for both people, especially yourself first, because if you're not thriving, like the things that you want to do or the people that you love aren't going to thrive for you, with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a good point too, because I think. Especially having, like, projects like this, I think you have to make really good um, decisions about, okay, who is this benefiting, Mm -hmm. you know? And ultimately, why am I doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. Is this my passion? You know, is it too stressful that it doesn't make sense for my own health? There's, like, been moments for myself, and I don't know about you, maybe Mm -hmm. with this project. Have you ever felt um, discouraged from doing it because of your mental health Mm -hmm. or because of, like being too stressed out like i don't know i get that major like imposter syndrome after every successful event i'm just like okay i'm making this publication of other people's work and the party was for everyone else and i'm exhausted i'm drained Mm. why am i even here anyone can do it like who cares and then i'll have a couple days where i'm wallowing right and then i finally wake up one day i'm just like you know what I couldn't have done it without everyone's help, and I'm so grateful. And it's just kind of like the connotation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I have like major imposter syndrome after every event, but I think it's just because I'm so physically drained mm. and mentally checked out that it's just like my default is just like, oh, like yeah, I'm so fucking tired. Like I was up like what 14 hours, and I was at that venue for 10 hours, and. I'm, Going to meetings back to back. Yeah. You're like, I had crackers for breakfast. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't even, like, shower today. Or, like, what the hell? You're (laughs) like, like, this is disgusting. I'm gross. I'm like, am I who I think I am? Or uh am I just pretending to be that person? Right. right? But then you kind of... I I think that what's really helped is, like, going to meetings like this and um, taking the compliments honestly like, oh, yeah. I have a huge problem you with, that like, bitch that. <laughs> like, be like wow you're amazing and I'm always just like no, no I'm not like, <laughs> <laughs> like cool thanks yeah you're just saying you're like that. I've been George Case Files that night <laughs> right but then I'll think That's of like cool. oh that girl's amazing that those podcasters are amazing which you guys are I think it's great you're doing this or like you know that artist <laughs> is we're like yeah. fantastic and I'm like that's a true statement. Like, why shouldn't I believe what they're telling me? Yeah, like, for sure. Real too. Like, just gotta get it down to earth. <laughs> it's definitely that mental, personal story, right? Yeah, and those sure. words you tell yourself. And I think that's awesome that you're aware of them. Because not many people are aware that they have these negative stories. Yeah. You know? It's kind of a big deal to come to terms with 
For sure. I think that's definitely where it's gotten you where you are now, though. Because I feel like a lot of people who do want to do these things, they have those thoughts, but they don't realize it and don't know how to, like, negate it and be like, okay, wait, I'm having these thoughts and they're not true. They actually accept those thoughts, which is, like, what stops them from progressing further and further. I think people are, like, their own worst enemy. Without a doubt. (laughs) You know, like. Cue that song. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know that song. I I will. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Um, I totally agree. I There's times where I'm just like, okay, like, can I really do this forever? But then there's days I wake up where I'm like, well, what would I do without this? Exactly. It's like what keeps you going. <gasps> yeah, That's I love it. Yeah. Like, yep. And I want to see where it's going to go. And, you know, I think that one day it'll be big enough that I can collaborate with people and, like, the load won't be as hard on me. Because <laughs> right. you're building a team. So That's what it is. It's more of a practical thought. But, yeah. yeah. So you said, okay, so more about that team building aspect, because I feel like that's really interesting. Um, and so it just starts off as like internships, right? You're saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like, do you want to volunteer for the magazine? Okay. And then um, I think internship is kind of like a really fancy word for volunteer where you have associated goals. And now that I'm actually associated with a nonprofit, it can go towards college credit, which is important oh, for a lot oh, of people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, do you want to just volunteer and learn the ropes of what I'm doing? Or do you want something more curated to what you're interested in? Like, internship and coordinating which can be anything from like dealing with vendors creating a map layout for an event space decorating finding the prices on beer and wine and you know there's a lot of of different things that go into every aspect of what i do or design intern like Mm. learning how to use adobe InDesign and what a bleed is and where to crop things. Oh, and man. What aesthetically makes sense like on a page. <laughs> I get, like, right now I do a lot of the design in the magazine, but I also have a friend, Nicholas Osibis, who mm-hmm. does all of my uh, graphic design for, like, my shirts and stickers and stuff okay. like that. He helps me with layouts. And I get a lot of my layout inspiration from other magazines that I like. <laughs> so I'll just, like, buy a magazine and be like, I love this layout, and I'll just duplicate it and then you know, alter it to make it a little more unique and right. go from there. So I'm constantly mirroring what inspires me and interesting how it evolves from issue to yeah. issue to issue too. Yeah. So each cool. issue has changed and um, yeah. So being involved in curious publishing can be anything from events on day of leading up to the event the actual design for the publication maybe you just want to create images to go on merch and then you can make money off of that right now any of the art books or merch that's designed by other people i give them 50 percent of every sale that i make so that is my one way of being able to pay people yeah (laughs) for sure that is really important you know i mean that's i feel like that's the hardest part so like when do you do you have a business plan and like that you've set up or like when do you hope to achieve profitability because I'm sure you think about that a lot sure well when I started I was like hopefully I'm profitable in two years because I just hear from everyone like oh if you're starting a business you're not going to be able to pay yourself for one or two years it's just like a random number they put out there right it's just a random number I'm like it's pretty arbitrary (laughs) you're like like, you just don't want to see me live my dreams get out of here uh, I hope to be able to pay myself eventually out of it so that I can quit one of my part-time jobs and be realistic I don't think I quit both part-time jobs for a while but yeah um, maybe one day the business plan I guess the next step for curious is getting other projects involved that are willing to put money into it so that they can also promote their own business so I mean it's like a weird word but like basically like ads you know like 
you know, if someone has uh, a brewery that they're opening and they want to do uh, drink and draws, you know, fun, selling an ad for that, and then they're getting the exposure for it. That's a way to generate money. That's more on the business end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to be able to produce art books regularly. So take projects from other people, like other people's ideas, mm-hmm. collaborate with them, curate the book and get it printed and in stores. Mm-hmm. And okay. that is what will generate the revenue to make my reach bigger. You know okay. what, I mean? right. the, what I like about being a nonprofit is... A lot of people think, like, oh, nonprofit means you can't make money. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not entirely true. Not entirely true. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like your ethos or, like, your bottom line isn't money. Yeah. Your bottom line is the mission. Right. And then money is generated based on that passion. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, well, every business should be a nonprofit. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. But there's businesses, you know, like car dealerships, they want to make money. Right. <laughs> for sure. For instance. Uh, but I... The first goal, always for Curious, is to promote underrepresented artists. And the money that's being put into it is from the community that wants to see it happening. And that's how the revenue is generated. So okay. Market demand, that. basically. I'm sure if that answers the question. No, no it definitely does. does. It does. Yeah. Now, um, when you say print books, um, now this is just me being geeky, kind yeah. of. And um, do you ever make these books? Do you print with, like, Rizograph at all? This is me asking. I haven't yet. Okay, do you plan on? I've been dabbling in basically researching like where I can do Rizograph Uh or uh, these zine, these like zine artists that I've been kind of incorporating into my events. It's uh-huh. been like a huge well of knowledge. Like oh, for sure, because they've been doing it the forever. Zine community started on Xerox and Rizograph. Yeah. And all that <laughs> stuff. So I'm hoping that um, aside from just traditional printing, which is what I do right now, just inkjet. Yeah. Uh, I want to learn all these different techniques sure. so that I can keep other forms of print alive mm. and just um, you know. Bring that geek aspect into it. It's like, I know, like, I want to know. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Well, sure. I was going to ask you too because I know, um, and I just recently found this Instagram of a place in LA that does this. And then they also, you can learn how to do it. Oh, cool. um, I'm not sure. I think you have to pay for like a day fee or something, but uh-huh. you can go through it and they have you can workshops. You and like use yeah. their printer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. But I ask you because sure. I want to do that myself too. Yeah. And I think that's awesome that you want to have this platform um, for people to print their own books and print yeah. their, you know, their life's work basically. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important archive i have this, yes like, this i have this like weird recurring like d- day nightmare i don't know how to explain yes. day there. <laughs> uh-huh. like, i'll just like be driving and i'll be like what if instagram like shut down <laughs> and I'll be, like my whole business would be gone yeah oh my gosh reach. so like i'm just like that's crazy so you're trying out. to build like a brick and mortar <laughs> reach so out of it like, i i i i believe in instagram I use it all the time. I love it. It's a great way to socialize and get my projects out there visually. I'm a visual artist. But I think it's also really important in the long run to have these, like, archival, printed, tangible versions. Safety net. What was on there. You know, it's a safety net, but it also just gives you some – it's a different quality. Like, reading a book, (laughs) you know, the paper. I'm just – well, really it's like it's like seeing a painting in <laughs> real life versus seeing it on, on your screen. phone. Well, yeah, annoying screen. blue light screen that stresses you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like my eyes. It's like I have a migraine. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something really interesting in in human nature that we all have is like we want to document 
our lives. We want to document what happens. We want to document history. Always been obsessed with it since the beginning. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's cool that Curious Magazine or Curious Publishing, that's literally, you know, you're archival. You want to do that. And I think people will be interested in that. So, like, keep going. Keep doing it. I'm interested. Yeah, me too. I'm not stopping anytime soon. No, I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next issue is coming out in December. And then I have my second magazine launching in January, and it's going to be more of a journal. It's going to be more heavy on the articles. Mm-hmm. The first issue is called Ad Hominem, so it's a little more serious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so keep an eye out for that, too. Yes. But, yeah. And then I have two art books coming out, and they're both photography books. So mm-hmm. there's definitely already things lined up. I'm already scheduled out into next year. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yes, we love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were so lucky to have you then. Yes. Sounds like you're going to be yeah. super busy I know, I, coming I up. I feel very lucky. I'm like, I'm going to be on a podcast. Like, I, was last, I was leaving my last meeting. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to go. I'm going to be on a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Like, what are you doing here? Go to your podcast. Like, yeah. You're like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, wait, I am. Yes, you're that bitch, like I said. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You guys approached me on my last event, but Mm -hmm. also, like, some students from Laverne interviewed me on the spot with, like, a photographer, and they, like, had a recorder. Oh, my gosh. I felt so, like, official. You're like, hi. (laughs) That is you, though. You know that, right? Like, you are that person. but I'm still, like. In shock. Because you're living it. No, I love that, though. Keep it. Keep it up. (laughs) well thank you so much for being on this today we learned a lot i hope that people take something from that they will Um, i'm gonna take i mean i'm already taking something from this i love talk i don't get to talk a lot about what i do to people so thank you appreciate it it's always good to put the words out there and you know have it not just be like a weird echo chamber in your head no (laughs) because we're not fucking robots you know Mm -hmm. we can't just listen to our own data uh, well, we have a question. Sorry. Uh, we have a question that we've been asking everyone on this um, series. What's your favorite Rick and Morty episode? I was just going to say that. that. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah, I've never seen Rick and Morty. Oh, oh my goodness. So, we should have gave you homework before you yeah, came I here. Um, fuck. I no, that's Sorry, totally everyone. cool. No, it's fun. Maybe but, that's, I mean, all the memes are hilarious. We're going to so vote. Like I've watched it. I'm going to default that one episode where they play the simulation game. I'm going to create a poll, and Rebecca's vote is just going to go into the one I like the most. I'll watch it tonight. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, make sure you're in a good, like, good space because it trips is me out. Is it on out. Netflix? Or? I think it's on Hulu. Uh, yeah, Hulu. I just okay. stream it. For sure. <laughs> Don't tell the world. <laughs> we just do that illegally. <laughs> That's funny. Might illegally stream it. All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. Thank you for listening. Follow Rebecca at Curious Publishing. Stay curious, everyone. Stay curious. (laughs) And stay woke, motherfuckers. And this is Pseudo. Bye. Bye.